For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. It's time to awaken an entire nation. I'll be a dog till I die. Between the hedges, look it fly. 90,000 in the stands, I'ma do my dance, make it look fine. Coach, put me in the game. UGA, yeah, the name. Yeah, the offense gonna turn up, but the defense gonna win us the game. Here's your host, Corey Burton. Welcome back. It is another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for professionals. I'm Corey Burton, and joining me as always from South Georgia, he somehow has avoided the snow. It's Israel Troop. What's up, Israel? What's going on, man? We have avoided the snow. Uh, my condolences to you guys in Tennessee and in Texas and parts of the world that are getting the snow. But we've had a monsoon the last two weeks here, so we don't have snow, but it's been, it's plenty wet here. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, you know, prayers go out to the people in Texas that are dealing with all the power outages and people around here that are dealing with power outages. Fortunately, uh, we have not dealt with that, and I think all the winter storm stuff is in the rear view and now it's just about getting all that stuff thawed out it's going to be a nice nice weekend though uh the snow should be gone by sunday should all be melted away and our normal lives can resume so uh, we've got about nine inches huck enjoyed a good couple of days of sledding and i think he's had his fill we've had our fill you know i I live in tennessee for a reason I, i i want all four seasons uh, but I don't want the climate of like a Michigan where it snows like crazy and like you don't know you don't know how to function. So uh, I'm gonna send oh, it back. I'm, I'm boxing it up right now. My 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 seven day <laughs> trial is is up. I'd 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 like to not renew winter. Uh, I'd like to just go ahead and opt into spring. So that being said, if you want to opt into this show, you can find us at Believe in Dogs on. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find Israel at Troopstar28 on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at CoachBurton36 on Twitter, at Burton.Corey on Instagram. Uh, Feel free to subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Rate and review us. Give us some feedback, man. We'd love to hear it. And uh, Also, uh, we welcome in a new sponsor. Uh, We'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, But we are also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Football season is over, but uh, that doesn't mean you can't bet on college and basketball, college basketball, NBA, and NHL. Uh, I have no idea. I'll be honest with you. I have no idea how to uh, how to bet on those things. So uh, do you have any idea of how to bet on hockey? Oh, man, I, I do not. Um, I watch hockey right, right around the playoff time because um, that's when it usually gets a little bit more exciting. But, I mean, I haven't had a chance to look at and see exactly how you bet on hockey. I mean, it might be one zero, or it could be five nothing, five two. You never know. So, 
um, that's a little hard one to bet on. Exactly. I don't even know how to like read the lines or like know if that's a <laughs> if it's a good line or not. If it you know if a team is favored by, you know, like football. I I still haven't really figured out how to bet on football yet. I mean, I, I hit on the Super Bowl, but anyway, uh, college basketball, NBA, and NHL are in full swing. The only place you should be betting on those sports is BetOnline.ag. Israel, did you know you can bet on award shows, TV shows, and reality shows on Bet Online? I didn't know that. Yeah, apparently you can. Uh, it covers all of those, and uh, there is hundreds of props and real-time odds on anything you can imagine, and of course, the 24-hour online casino. So I'm gonna. My wife and I watch Married at First Sight, so I might I might see if there's any any action on on that. I, I think there's a couple of couples that are probably got high odds of of getting a divorce. So. <laughs> um, I might take That's a look crazy. into that now. You, you and your talk wife about- watch happy things, and and my wife likes to watch uh, serial killer documentaries, um, <laughs> and then get scared when it's time to go to bed, making sure I oh, lock boy. all the doors. So, um, yeah. I'm like, babe, why, why why are we watching this if you don't get scared about it? Yeah, my my wife, if if the TV got stuck on Hallmark Channel, she'd be happy. So, <laughs> um, so head to head to the website. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Israel, actually got a lot to talk about uh, being the football offseason. Uh, we don't just cover football. We cover all sports. We're going to get into a little baseball. Baseball is opening the season this weekend, so that'll be fun. I love it. I love uh, it. I love it. And uh, there's some there's some news going on in the athletic department. Uh Josh Brooks, our brand-new AD, is already doing some good things. Uh, looking like the expansion on the Butt Smear Building should be done in April, and they'll begin the move-in process there. Uh, they're going to make a decision real soon, as in like by the end of this week soon, on the attendance numbers for uh, for, for G-Day. And also, uh, they, did some, they did some numbers crunching, and they, they thought last year was a fiscal disaster. Um, and they uh, they amended their books. They they had a fifteen million dollar decrease in their uh, budget shortfall or the financial shortfall. Uh, so it was projected to be at a fifty five million dollar shortfall uh, in September. Uh, we we came in at thirty million dollars under, which is still not good. But mm-hmm. when you're projected as high as like fifty five million, and and that thirty million just looks so much less, even though it's not that much less I was, I was about to say man 30 million sounds like it sounds like a, a big number in fact that 50 million sounds terrible but you know with everything that went on and there was still a lot of support through athletics through this thing and and it, that was a great job by our staff and everybody in the athletic association and that's a that's some testament to the fans too to, to just say that hey we understand but we're still gonna you know do what we can to try to help Oh yeah, absolutely, and uh, you know, just a testament of how good this athletic department is, and uh, you know, Josh Brooks is only going to take it to the next level. So, uh, lots of uh, lots of renovation projects going on. Uh, you know, the baseball Foley Field they're they're talking about increasing the current capacity, um, and they're thinking about putting some more like common areas in, in the stadium because mm-hmm. I think baseball, you know, college baseball especially is starting to become like a like a common area sport, like you go and hang out and, you know, you're not like, it's not like major league baseball and major league baseball parks are actually starting to do this as well, uh, where they have like common areas for fans to hang out and congregate and watch the game. Cause baseball is a slow game and, yeah. and, and people want to go, 
people go to baseball games, unless you're a hardcore fan, obviously, but people go to baseball games to enjoy the experience, the overall experience. Mm-hmm. Like what, what does your stadium have to offer? Because, you know, the, the, the play on the field cannot carry the game because it's just way too slow. So you got to have all the amenities, right? And, and I think that's what Josh Brooks is planning on doing. That's for sure. Like in Atlanta now, you know, they, they have the, the brewery down there now and, and everything they got going on around the stadium. And, and I mean, and that's huge. You know, nobody, not very many people just sit there and watch an entire baseball game for nine innings. You know, they want to go do things or, or sometimes they just want to, you know, go sit at the bar and watch it, you know? So um, I think that's awesome. Um, I think that brings more fans to the game. I think that brings, you know, and especially if you have young kids, you know, that gives them something to do because you can't really have a kid sit there for nine innings, which is about three hours of a baseball game to try to sit there and watch. So I think that I think that's awesome. Yeah. So so they're going to they're going to definitely uh, get into that and, and definitely uh, look into renovating. They the, the first phase of Foley Field renovation really kind of took care of the uh, permanent seating area. And you know the locker rooms and the the hitting cages and the and the practice facilities and stuff like that. They kind of re re up that. They put some like field boxes down uh, behind home plate where you can watch the game. So they did. And, and the first phase was a was a great great renovation to Foley Field. Kind of kind of redid the guts of it. Now they're going to kind of make it even better, even better experience, and maybe bring back the right field area and make that kind of nice in a, in a place that people like to hang out and, and you can buy a general admission ticket to that area. And, you know, basically it was, what was it? It was a kudzu corner. Is that what it was? Uh, yeah, I think that's what it was called. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember when they took it away, I, I was, uh, it was like right in the middle of my college experience where like, I went to like two games on kudzu corner and it was, it was insane. And then they said no dice on Kudzu Corner, and <laughs> it just kind of killed the vibe of Georgia baseball. And so, yeah, um, when I was there, you know, they kind of brought it back. Um, I think they're right. at uh, if that house is still there, it was right at the house, that yeah. house right there in, in the um, in the right field corner, and, and yeah. you know, that that just brought, especially when you know UGA went on that run two thousand eight, and a couple years after that, I mean, there were fans everywhere. And, were you on I the mean, team for that? I was there. I was on the team in 08. Um, and then just that atmosphere just then, you know, is is amazing. And now, you know, um, as well as they're doing now, they're, they're starting to bring it back. And like you alluded to earlier, you know, they took care of everything with, within that building because you know, everything was kind of old. So you took care of the players and now it's time to, get, to take care of the fans. I think uh, that administration being led by Josh Brooks is doing an amazing job of making sure not only the players are being take, taken care of, but also the fans. That bring their, their 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 funds and their support uh, to those particular teams. Absolutely, and and, and hopefully you'll see a, a product on the field that can can be you know tops of the SEC. So let's uh, we'll get back to baseball. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back, and I want to out you know now that I know you were on that 08 team, I kind of want to dig into that a little bit too. Uh, but let's talk about basketball first. Dogs uh, last couple of games uh, got trounced at Alabama. Not surprising. Alabama's a great team. Uh, great on three ball. I, I think I texted you at one point saying like we're o, o for eight, or maybe I meant to text yeah. you and I didn't. But we were o for eight at one point from from the three point arc at like like late in the first half, and uh, Bama was like opposite. They were like on fire from three point land, and it just those point swings of hitting threes and us missing threes alone were probably one of the reasons why that game got away from us. But. Uh, you know, our our last game against Missouri had a had a furious second half comeback uh, to win the game uh, over Missouri. Uh, 
they uh, on Tuesday night actually, um, Missouri led 37-33 at half uh, by as many as 13 points in the second half, and then uh, Georgia came back and 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 won. So a couple of things uh, from that game. Did anything stand out to you? Um, in the Alabama game, Alabama's they're they're doing a great job. Not only are they you know, doing well in football, um, but they're also doing well in basketball now. Um, I think the trend is starting starting to show that whenever a team does well, um, it, it brings, you know, a little bit more excitement, you know, to other sports. And I think basketball is starting to, starting to creep up. Same thing will be with Georgia here in just a little bit. Um, and now, you know, after, after that shellacking that we took that Saturday, we come back on Tuesday and beat a very good Missouri team. And that just shows you the resilience of this basketball team. Um, it shows that we can compete, you know, with anybody, um, you know, e- even with Alabama. Um, so, you know, that's a great job by that coaching staff and not not lingering on that loss and coming back and playing a, a 20th ranked Missouri team. And, you know, we're right back in the hunt. Um, so I'm looking forward to this weekend against Florida, see if we can win uh, the rematch against them down there in the swamp. Yeah, you know, Bama was 60% from three-point land. That's insane. That's impressive. 64% from the field. I mean, they were just on fire. They scored 115 points uh, on Saturday. Uh, Missouri was just 23% from from behind the arc, and they only scored 70 points overall. Uh, anytime Georgia holds teams to 70 or below, they win. Uh, Tennessee scored 89. They were 41% from three-point land, uh, 51% from the field. Uh, so Georgia's defense – Kind of woke back up a little bit. Uh, speaking of shooting, uh, looks like Georgia was turned it on in the second half. They were t- just twenty two percent, two of nine from three point. Uh, in the second half against Missouri, they were eighty three percent. They hit five of six, so that'll that'll get you in some runs. Uh, so they, hey, they scored forty seven. It's not about how you start a lot of times, but it's all about how you finish. I think they finished very well in that Missouri game. Exactly. They finished 54% from the field, 13 of 24, and scored uh, 47 points. Uh, five Georgia Bulldogs scored in double digits against Missouri. Justin Keir leading the way with 16 points. Uh, he'd been struggling, so this was a good shot in the arm for him uh, and then uh, some other guys as well. Uh, but also Severe Wheeler, uh, he did everything. He had 12 points, seven boards, six assists. He was kind of all over the place, dishing it out, just Becoming one of the more all-around good players for this Georgia team, uh, Jackson Etter, uh, former you know he's from Etowah High School. Uh, mm-hmm. He uh, you know he he's somebody that's coming in and and coming off the bench and you know he he's he's his minutes have increased as the season has gone on. He went from six minutes at Auburn, fifteen, nineteen, twenty, and eighteen minutes in the last what four games so he's he's his yeah. his minutes have increased he's been more productive uh he's went from two to seven to five and then back-to-back uh nine point games for him off the bench uh tamani kamara added 15 points garcia andrew garcia added 13 points and katie johnson uh he wasn't spectacular but he still scored in double digits uh but he had also four steals so he did he made up for it on the defensive end of the ball or defensive end of the court, I should say. Um, he's averaging 2.1 steals per game. Um, he hadn't played enough games to qualify, but he would lead the SEC if, if he could. So, um, yeah, a lot of things standing out. You know, you, you got guys scoring. You got guys just getting in a rhythm uh, to me. I, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, once you can create some good shots for yourself and not just settle for, 
you know, just pass, launch a three, dribble down, launch a three, or take some really bad shot. If you can get some good ball movement and get in a rhythm, it, it, it's hard to stop. And, and uh, you know, this team is very, very streaky. And yeah. I, I think once, you know, when they start hitting threes, they start getting momentum, they start playing better on the defensive end of the ball. I think sometimes they get lethargic when they get off. And that's yeah. kind of that's kind of where games get away. So like this team, like I've never seen a team like this where they either win or they get blown out. There, there's like rarely any close games in, in this whole thing. And yeah, it, it's, there, it's there's really no in between. There's really no, no in between. But one thing you can see is, I mean, they're competing. Um, you know, yeah, they you are. got kids coming in and getting more and more minutes every game. Uh, you're getting a little bit more, getting a little bit more out of each and every player, which is what you want. You know, and that's what we talk about every week on the show. Are they getting better each and every game? If you run into a bus like Alabama, sometimes you got to take your lumps. And we did it in football, and then we see it now in basketball. But you bounce right back, and you win a, a tough matchup. You come from behind to beat a very good Missouri team. Are they getting better? I think so. Are they competing? I think so. Um, but, you know, the telltale would be this weekend against Florida. You know, Florida comes in. They're still, they're still Florida. They're still a very good basketball team. Can we compete, and can we possibly squeak out a win is what I'm looking for. Yeah, absolutely, and we we got to figure out a way to win and get that. That would be a huge, huge boost for this program if they can get that win down there at Florida, because uh, Florida's such a talented team as well, led by Trey Mann. So they just got to figure out a way to just stop these catastrophic stretches of the game, where you know you're you're in it and you know you're you know, you're within a range of like six points, you know, plus or minus, and then all of a sudden the team goes on like a catastrophic 22 to two run because yeah. you took a couple bad shots, couldn't, couldn't rebound and gave up some open looks at three or gave up some open looks at the rim and, and fouled and got them on the line and whatever, yeah. whatever the case, however, the, however they get there, I, I think you've got to, you know, limit those. I mean, you're not going to, it's basketball. You're not going to completely eliminate those things, but you've got to, you've got to make these runs not so catastrophic and, and maybe, timeout management sometimes uh you, mm-hmm. you can help yourself or or just slowing it down or just getting a good shot or finding some finding one of those momentum grabbing things like a like a nice dunk or like a nice swing around the perimeter three point from the corner where you make like four great passes and there you know you got some guy off balance trying to block it and he doesn't have a chance at it. just stuff like that that just gets the momentum going and stop the bleeding then and that's been the problem lately it's not a competitive issue they're playing really hard yeah. The, kid, the, the, the guys are playing hard. They're getting production off the bench with Garcia and now Edder, who's, who's inching closer. His point totals are inching closer, and his minutes are increasing because of it. And, you know, you're getting some efforts on the defensive side of the ball, which if you're getting good effort on defense, that means you the team is bought in. They're just not they're just not compatible with each other. They're just not playing well together right now. They're not in sync all the time. And so if you yeah, can like, like I you said, say, it's all about yeah. just getting in rhythm, staying in that rhythm. You know, things bad things are gonna happen just like in a football game. You know, the bad things happen in sports, but it's all about mm-hmm. all right, that bad thing happens, like you said, call a timeout real quick, you know, calm them down. Now let's get back in that rhythm and let now let's start making shots. Let's start uh defending a little bit better, you know, get getting some getting some you know, some shots at the, shots at the rim, you know, so we can get on the free throw line, you know, get back in that rhythm to where that game doesn't get away from you, you know, yeah. like like it has been these last well in the Alabama game. Yeah, no doubt. And so I, I think it's I think it's important. And I think it's important to get in rhythm and, and, and make good passes, make smart passes. There's some dumb, dumb passes that I saw. It just just I, I guess we just lose focus. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's the simple part of it. 
Limiting turnovers. That's it. Just limit the turnovers. Take care of the ball. Take smart shots. Play defense and rebound. And then you got it. I mean, that's it's a simple formula. Maybe there we should be basketball coaches. I don't know. No, um, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm, I'm, way, I'm way too – you know, in football, you know, you got to get back people, you know, that help you get off the court. In basketball, you don't. You know, you can be halfway on the court before you know it. Yeah. You know, and I'm an emotional coach. You know, I, I yell and I scream. And, you know, even at our high school games, you know, we might not have a lot of people. If you say, hey, you know, everybody hears you. Yeah. Never in a football game, everybody can't hear you, so I I, I can't do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A little too close to the action for me. Yeah, now I that there's a story I, I tell it, and if you if you uh, if you listen to our latest uh, episode of Coaching Chatter, which I do with um, with a couple of guys, one of the guys I used to he used to be my head coach that I worked for when I came to Hillwood. Uh, I worked for him with two seasons, then he left, and so um, there was a story where we were at. We were at an opponent's uh, place, Beach High School, if you're familiar with the Tennessee area. And, you know, Beach gets a little bit of home cooking, if you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're we're driving late in the game. Like, we're, like we complete a pass that would have, like, had, had it stood, would have got us into the red zone. We were down by six. This team should have beaten the brakes off of us. That's, that, that's the talent gap that we were dealing with. Uh, they should have. It should have been forty-two to three at halftime. Instead, we're in a we're in a dogfight. It's muddy. It's sloppy. We're. I mean, they're tired. We're we're running up and down the field. We're. I mean, even though we weren't scoring points in bunches, we were still wearing them out, and we got ourselves in a position to win that game. We lost the game by six points because uh, we 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 got because of this call. Uh, we we threw the pass, and our receiver set a basketball screen after the catch was made, mind you, set mm-hmm. a basketball screen to help get our guy on the edge and, and get him an extra 15 yards. And they called him for helmet to helmet. The oh, guy wow. ran, the defender ran into him, like ran him over actually, oh, uh, trying God. to get to the ball carrier. Didn't get to the ball carrier, but they called a helmet to helmet on him. Now, when you, when you say the term unglued, uh, probably doesn't <laughs> do it justice <laughs> the way they described it, and I don't know if this is one of those fishing stories where it gets like blown out of proportion, but they said that I was very close to getting a 15-yard penalty from the press box. <laughs> I was livid. I I called it testing the sturdiness of the press box. I I hammer kicked the back wall of the press box. Oh, uh, God. I guess I didn't realize how – you know, sometimes I just don't realize how strong I am sometimes. And the whole thing starts shaking. It's like reverberating. I was like, oh, I kicked it. And I immediately was like, oh, ooh, maybe I should have done that. <laughs> oh, uh, my yeah. bad. <laughs> so, my bad. But I was pissed. And Man. like, uh, you know. We had an assistant coach. We were, we were playing um, Coffee County um, a couple years ago. We had an assistant coach got excited because we we'd score like go ahead, touchdown or whatever. And, he broke the press box glass because he was so excited. He was like banging on, like, like intentionally, oh, but like man. banging on the glass and he shattered the glass. Now, mind you, the press box is on the home side. We, we were away. The press box is on oh, the no. home side of the stadium. Oh, no. <laughs> so every, everybody like looks up and, you know, we, I just kind of sit down and I, and I point at him like I didn't do it. That was all him. <laughs> like, why would you bang on the glass? <laughs> Yeah, he was excited. You know, it was one of those games where it was back and forth, back and forth. And yeah. there was a big region matchup for us. And, you know, we, 
we finally pull ahead with with a couple of minutes left, and I'm talking about the excitement just kind of took over, and I mean he shattered it. It, it was it was priceless. Those fans were like, "Who are these crazy people?" Good lord, who bangs on the glass though? I mean, I I'm like a <laughs> fist pump, like like jump up, like I would like I would do anything else besides hit the glass. Like I'm not a, I'm not a I'm not a glass pounder, I guess, but I would definitely get teed up if I coach basketball. That's that's the whole point of that. So, um, oh yeah, and I Most think definitely. you would too. Um, I think we're just, we're just two I, very excited I, I, people. I'm, I'm my, uh, my wife asked me the other day if I would ever coach, you know, my kids whenever they play peewee league, like basketball stuff, like, no, nope, can't do it. I get kicked out of peewee games. <laughs> yeah. Probably yelling at the rest. Yeah. I, I've, I've, I'm one and oh, as a, as a, uh, nine and 10 girls basketball coach. I coached my cousin's team when I first moved up here. Uh, mm-hmm. she was nine years old. She is now in, uh, Physical therapy school, if that tells you how long I've been here. Um, she was nine years old when I first moved up here. Coached her basketball team, and I was just kind of like the assistant and help out with practice and like sit on the bench during the games and not really say much. But uh, a cousin was out one day, and so I coached the team, and I was like going crazy, man. I was like, I, I was acting like I was Mike Shashevsky, like walking up and down the sideline, like yelling, <laughs> barking out instructions, and people were looking at me, probably like, "Hell is it, dude? This isn't. You're not Gino Ariama, dude. Relax." <laughs> but did you wear a suit and tie to the game? Though is the question. Were Were you decked out? I was not decked out. I should have been, but I was not oh, decked out. Man. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I know. I, I was kind of like, uh, I was kind of like Bob Huggins in that regard, where he wears like the okay, sweatsuit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Bob Huggins. We were the uh, whatever the WNBA Indiana team is. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we were. But yeah, that that's my extent of basketball coaching and uh, <clears throat> dealing with nine and ten year old uh, girls. Basketball is like herding cats. Uh, if you've ever yes. if you ever heard of cats, that's a that's a uh, that's quite a quite an experience. So, <laughs> needless to say, uh, thanks to football. Um, I won't be coaching any basketball. Uh, we have our wide receivers coach is an assistant for the basketball program, and I don't see how he does it. And actually, our outside linebackers is a head girls coach. I don't see how they do it. They jump straight from football to basketball. I can't do that. I gotta, yeah. I gotta have some. I gotta have some chill time. Now I've coached baseball before, but I've gotta have some chill time. Yeah, I actually got out. I used to coach uh, football and baseball, um, and you know, baseball is just about like football now. You know, you go from one sport to the next. You know, it's pretty much year round. So. Um, I ended up saying, no, I don't want to coach baseball anymore. So now I coach golf, which is a great getaway from uh, the hustle and stress of uh, a football. And, you know, you get out there, you know, hit a couple balls and, you know, just kind of chill for a little while. And then in June, you know, you're back, right back to it. Yeah. I mean, you have a stressful day. You go you go pound out your stress on the on the driving range. You know, that's – There you go. Yeah, you know, just, just get your drive around, just smack a few 300 yarders and your, your day is instantly better. So yeah, I like that. And uh, speaking of golf clubs, uh, I want to announce our new sponsor, uh, eBay. That's where I got my my set of irons from. Those uh, the Nike Victory Red. I got them in two thousand nine, uh, when Victory Red was still one of the top irons on the market. Got them from got them from eBay. So we want to welcome uh, eBay uh, and eBay Sneakers. Actually, is our sponsor. Uh, so I want to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay. Whether rare dead stock. Or the latest release, find the exact shoe you are looking for. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is a place to go to cop you a pair that you've been eyeing. 
With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives the authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity and also protects the sellers from, uh, with a verified return process. And for the sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100 plus, making it free. What is that? Free. Free, baby. Free. Free's for me. To sell or flip your collection. So if you are a sneakerhead, this is this is great news for you. Um, I'm kind of a, I'm not really a sneakerhead, but I do appreciate a good pair of sneakers. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. So have you ever bought anything from eBay? I have. Um, I had a pair of uh, Nike golf shoes that I bought. Um, I used to be on eBay all the time. I used to uh, buy and sell, you know, whenever the latest cell phone would come out, I'd be on eBay. I love eBay. Yeah. Um, so this is, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very happy to have them, have them as a sponsor. And, and, you know, you guys always check out eBay, you know, that's pretty much the easiest way, you know, to buy and sell things, you know, you know, online. Uh, I know they got Facebook marketplace and things now, but you know, eBay is a lot safer, you know, they, the way that they, they use their, their payment things and things like that. So, um, very excited to have eBay um, along for the ride with us. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like I said, I bought golf clubs from there, and I've I bought random other like I bought. I played adult league soccer for a minute, and I bought a lot of my soccer gear there. Uh, there was mm-hmm. there was a great deal on like top of the line Nike cleats that I bought. Um, I haven't bought sneakers yet, but uh, I didn't really know. I haven't been on eBay in a while, uh, thanks to Facebook Marketplace and the you know, my lack of selling things lately. Uh, I, I haven't really, uh, I haven't really gone into it, but I, you know, I, I want to get back into eBay cause I've got a lot of junk and I want to, I want to put it out there and, and make sure that I don't want to say junk. If, if you're listening, it's not junk. It, it's really good stuff, but, uh, I want to, I want to list it. On, <laughs> I want to list it on eBay and get it sold. So, um, have you ever sold anything? Um, other than, you know, I sold a couple of old cell phones, you know, from back in the days that the kids today will never know about um, on eBay, you know, when when they were out. So that that's pretty much yeah. the only thing that I've ever sold on eBay. Yeah, I haven't I haven't sold anything. I've just bought. Uh, so I'm, my, I'll get my my first selling experience here pretty soon. So, um, but yeah, want to thank our new sponsors, new sponsors, eBay. Again, uh, if you're a sneakerhead, especially this deal is phenomenal. So make sure you take full advantage of that and make sure you, you can, you can do that. I'm, I'm going to check it out. So, um, I'm going to check it out. And, and this whole, uh, the fact that I'm going to, I'm going to get to learn how to say authenticity with, with great, uh, pace <laughs> authenticators, like that, that word kills me for some reason. Dude, you didn't even skip a beat. That was good. You must that was practicing. good. That was good. Now, now if I could just do that with names all of a sudden, maybe we can, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe, maybe we can get it done. So, uh, but yeah, so, so head on to eBay, check out their sneakers, check out other things too. find me, uh, eventually. Cause I'm going to be selling, I'll probably sell a lot of clothes on there. I got a lot of clothes. That I don't want to sell. Like my mom spoils me with clothes. So I'm constantly like cycling through things. So, uh, mm-hmm. be, be on the lookout for some, for some nice polo shirts. If you are, if you are in the market. So, uh, that's eBay. 
head over there. Do it now. So, uh, baseball. Israel, it's exciting times. Um, before we get into Georgia baseball, is the Braves your major league team that you follow? Uh, no, they're not. Um, I, I grew up um, a Yankees fan. Um, mo- most of my family have, have grown up Yankee fans. My, my grandma's from New York, so um, she was a big Yankee fan. So we've been Yankee fans for, for forever. But, you know, I, I do like the – I do like the Braves, uh, unfortunately, and, and my wife gets on to me all the time because I'm from Georgia and I've never been to a Braves game. Oh, um, so we were supposed to go last. I know. If I you were know, hour, but, you were less than an hour away from the park and you never went. But I, ha- I have an excuse. You know, during those times, you know, it was, you know, I was at a baseball tournament or, you know, we had something to do with football. So I was busy. But we were supposed to go last year, but the pandemic hit. So, Hopefully this year, you know, we'll be able to go um, to the game. Um, we, we've been, you know, outside the stadium and everything like that, of course, um, to see everything they've built, which is really, really nice. If you've never been um, to the new uh, Suntra Stadium. Um, it's Truist Park now. Oh, oh, my God. I'm sorry. That's, that's right. It's Truist Park now. If you've never yeah. been to Truist Park, you definitely should go. I mean, they, they've it's done a phenomenal job. It's an experience. Um, and the battery is the, around it. it like, looked, get there four hours early and just enjoy the the atmosphere yes they've done a great job so if you haven't been go uh we, we've been to the batter and everything like that so hopefully this year um if everything goes smoothly like it has been trending going down um i'll be able to go to my first braves game this year there you go take it all in maybe they'll play the yankees when you go um have I'm you been to yankee stadium uh, i have been to yankee stadium um i, the, I have the I old yankee stadium or the new one or uh, the old one i haven't been to the new one yet um, I, I've been to the old one. Um, I got to see Derek Jeter um, and all those guys play, which is really cool. Um, we had a baseball tournament that um, that weekend, so um, they they just happened to be playing, and it, it was a it's an awesome experience uh, yeah. to be able to go and you know to see you know their Hall of Fame and things like that. So it was really cool. Yeah, especially if, especially if you're a Yankees fan, that's that's even better. Um, I'm not a Yankees hater like a lot of people are, uh, because capitalism is huge in baseball, and they just, mm-hmm. they just, I mean, if if your team had the money, they would spend it too. Uh, they're just not very fortunate. They don't have their own uh, yes network to to give them mm-hmm. millions and almost a billion, almost half a billion dollars just on the yes network, uh, and and that that all goes to the a lot of that revenue goes to the team. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're able to buy all these players, and you know, I, I can't hate on it. I mean, I, I yeah. wish there was a little bit more parity in baseball, but um, you know, some of the sports that have salary caps, um, I, I do think that you know the NFL is a great product because of the salary cap. Um, and I wish the I wish baseball would do something like that because it would force them to get creative. Um, yeah. Not necessarily. I don't want a salary cap just because. Hey, we got to stop the Yankees and the Red Sox from spending all the money. I don't want a salary cap for that reason. I want a salary cap because. I think it's too easy just to say we're just going to outbid everybody. We're going to give our entire our entire infield four hundred million dollar contracts because we can. Um, yeah, and I mean it's it's guaranteed money. Baseball yeah. is pretty much the only sport that is you're going to get that money. Fernando Tatis Jr. just three hundred seventy five three hundred forty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, some something insane. Yeah, and that's guaranteed money. He's going to get yeah. that money no matter what. And you it's know, good to so, see the Padres ponying up. That's uh, yeah, and they're going to be that. I'm telling the the West Coast over there is doing doing some really good things. You know, Dodgers just won. 
Um, so of course the Padres are going to try to try to you know get get those guys secured and you know uh, it's time for Tampa. Tampa just played for it too, so it's time for Tampa to go ahead and pony up and you know spend the money. That's right. Uh, the Braves just just gave uh, Marcel Azuna a good uh, a good deal, and so we'll uh, we'll get into some some Braves talk at spring training approach. So uh, we'll have we'll have that avenue. So let's talk Georgia baseball. All right, let's talk Georgia baseball. Um, what do we know about the team? Uh, they open the they open this weekend. Actually, uh, they have Evansville. They welcome Evansville um, Friday at two. Uh, Saturday is a double header starting at noon, uh, and then the next game will be right after. And then Sunday is a noon first pitch. It'll be on ESPN three, the Georgia Bulldog Radio Network, uh, with Jeff Danzler and David. Johnson. So, um, I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this Georgia team. I, I think they've got a lot of good things. Uh, they got a lot of good things happening. Senior third baseman, Garrett Blaylock. Um, you know, he, he's had a really good off season. He's changed his approach at the plate. Um, so he'll, uh, you know, hopefully he'll, he's a little bit more aggressive. I think when they interviewed him, he said that he would get himself in trouble by taking too many pitches and he would put himself mm-hmm. in the mercy of opposing pitchers and oftentimes get behind in the count, leading to a team high 19 strikeouts and 61 at bat. So uh, when you talk about plate approach, Israel, and you've played at the college level, like how, how is it, like how does it differ? You know, when you go from high school, your plate approach to you know when you, when you step in the box as, as a as a college player and and you hit leadoff, I think too. Does that yeah. you know? Do, how does that talk to me about plate approach and, and like how how you how you approach things? Um, a lot of times, you know, especially at the beginning of the game, um, you you tend to, I well, my approach would be you know I, I would watch the pitch the opposing pitcher um, during his warm ups. You know, I would kind of get a beat on that, see his tempo and things like that. Um, but if I get a first pitch fastball, you know, I'm usually swinging at it. You know, that's right. probably the best pitch you're going to see, you know, the whole entire at bat um, right. or, or throughout the rest of the game for the most part. So I'm not a big believer in taking pitches, even in 3-1 or, or 3 L count. You know, I'm, I'm swinging. You know, our coach believed in um, giving you the green light. You know, if you get one that you like, you know, you take it. He leaves a hanging curve all 3-1. You know, you take a good hack at it. Yeah. You know, as long as you're not taking a weak swing at it, you know, he pretty much gave you that. But, you know, um, when you take a lot of pitches, and he was right, when you take a lot of pitches, you know, you leave yourself at the mercy of the pitcher. You know, his job is to get you out. You know, it's not it's not, um, it's not not hard. You know, right. so, um, you know, the objective for you is not to get yourself out. You know, so, you know, take quality swings, you know, you know, get quality pitch, take as many as you can. Um, during that point, you know, and, and always make 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 good swings. You know, don't get fooled by anything that they do because I mean, pitchers today are, are really good. You know, the level of, of pitching, you know, even at you know little kids, you know, 10, 11 years old, you know, it has evolved so much. You know, because of travel ball and because um, a lot of kids are or a lot of a lot of kids now are you know one sport you know athletes now, so they play baseball year round. You know, so so their their twos are a little bit more efficient now than they were when we played because you know we all play different sports depending on what season it was. Yeah. You know, so you kind of got to take a different approach to the game now and just be ready for anything that comes at you. Yeah, I mean it, it's uh, it, it's great to have a plan when you're in the box. I think too many people think it's just get up there and and see what he's throwing, but you've got to figure out and you got to pay attention. And and I coached baseball very very briefly, uh, coached for two seasons while I was at Father Ryan before I left. 
And we tell our guys all the time, you know, be an active player. Don't just sit in the dugout, eat sunflower seeds, and, and talk about what girl you're taking out on a date later. You know, watch mm-hmm. the pitcher, watch his trends. You know, you know, pitchers have tendencies, and 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 how they is do. it? How how is he throwing certain batters? What what is he what does he look like at three one count versus an zero and two count? You know what you know what pit does he have a really good breaking ball? Does he does he have a great slider? Is is he going to bang you high and high and inside on the on the fastball? I mean, what you've got to kind of figure out how he's going to approach you, and then you've got to have a good memory for when you're up at the plate and how he approached you in your first at bat, mm-hmm. and then try to try to outmaneuver him in the second at bat. Like if he's going to give you hittable pitches early in the count, you got to take advantage. Or if he's just going to Get up there, and because you because you smoked one on him, he's probably going to give you junk balls the rest of the time. So you got to figure out a way to to smack one of those into play. So it's it's a whole it's a whole like mind game. It's like you know, as Yogi Berra said, your fate one of your favorite Yankees, Israel. Uh, the baseball is ninety percent mental, and the other half is physical. And mm-hmm. so um, you, you got to that's definitely you know, right. You you got to you know, know what's coming. Yeah, and you got you got to use the whole field. I think that's where here the, the best hitters. Um, you know, one of my favorite hitters is, is Tony Gwynn, and he used the whole field. You know, if you banged yeah. him inside, he pull it. He wasn't really a pull hitter. No, you know, he wasn't really trying to hit home runs. You know, I was an opposite field hitter, and I learned that from watching Tony Gwynn. Put the ball in play. You put the ball in play, things happen. They have to feel the ball. They have to make a perfect throw in order to get you out. Exactly. That's how baseball works. And yeah. and you know, a lot of times, you know, kids and. You know, adults, you know, they, they just lose sight of that. You know, the yeah. Atlanta, for example, could have won the World Series, in my opinion, or at least played in it if they just bunt. You know, yeah. I don't care. I don't care if it's a six-hole hitter, four-hole hitter. If they're struggling at the plate, I lay down a bunt, move runners, and get runners in scoring position, especially when there's one, there's zero to one outs. You know what I mean? So yeah. move runners, play small ball, put the ball in play. And you'd be amazed at how many more games you win. I think that's what Georgia's been doing now. They've kind of caught on that trend. And that's a great job by that coaching staff is yeah. put the ball in play, get on base. You know, they do a great job on the base pass. You know, they still bases. Um, one of one of my my favorite players I coach in travel ball that's on the team, I think he's still on the team, is uh Randon Jernigan. Yeah. Uh, one of the fastest players, you know, that I, that I've ever seen. Um played against him in football when I was at that Austin, he was at Glenn Academy. And actually coached him in travel ball. And I mean, you put him on the base pass, I mean, he's going to score, you yeah. know, whether he steals or whether he hits one, you know, in the gap and he's on third. I mean, that kid is phenomenal. So um, I, I love the plan that they have now. And I'm just ready to see them. I hate that their season got cut short last year because I think they're, they're on the right track and they have they been were. for the last couple of years now. Um, so I'm just excited to see those guys on the field. Yeah, and, and I think too many people, when, when you talk about hitting for power, I think too many people – equate that to launching it out of the yard which is not true it, if you can just get the barrel on the bat and 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 put it hard in play you, good things are going to happen and so mm-hmm. uh you know we talked garrett blaylock changing his approach being more aggressive early in the count he's he has worked himself into into the three slot uh so he, he uh he's had a really good preseason inter squad scrimmage uh things like that he's really swung the bat very very well another guy that's that's on that same trend is Riley King, uh, he's a fifth-year senior. He'll be hitting cleanup uh, actually for the dogs, and and he's a he's a guy that that's that as Coach Strickland said, he is a he's the most consistent guy. He barrels it up. He might not hit 15 home runs, but he 
but he hit eight two years ago, and he can easily be a ten home run guy. So he's a guy that can that can strike the ball, put it in play, and, and he's uh he, he's good. So um, also, I think with this baseball team, they're going to they're going to have uh, a few platoon situations depending on who's on the mound. Uh, so against righties, uh, he said he'll go with freshman. Parks Harbor at first base and Buddy Floyd at second. When uh, against lefties, he'll go with uh, Cheney Rogers at first and Josh McAllister playing second. Uh, Georgia's primary outfielder would be King in left, Ben Anderson in center, and Connor Tate in right field. With uh, Randon Jernigan getting some opportunities there, uh, I guess in, in spot starts and pinch hitting situations or where, wherever the situation calls for, uh, Jernigan will get a lot of lot of run out there. Cole Tate takes good. over at shortstop. That's yeah. a great job by coach of knowing his personnel and knowing exactly. exactly what they do well, and that just shows you how much better Georgia's getting at baseball. Exactly. Coach has figured it out. He knows exactly what he wants and how he wants to do things, and now they're reaping the benefits. And that's a great job by him. Exactly, exactly, and and it's it's a great job of managing and a great job of getting that done. Uh, in in the pitching, uh, the weekend rotation is set, uh, so you're going to get, um, you know, Ryan Webb is recovered, uh, Jonathan Cannon uh, also, uh, two guys that will be mainstays in the in the rotation. Uh, starting rotation for the weekend opening series will feature heavy freshman presence. Actually, uh, junior C.J. Smith gets the call on Friday for the season opener. Uh, and then they'll go with Luke Wagner and Jaden Woods in the doubleheader, and then they'll go with Charlie Goldstein uh, for the Sunday finale. So he's uh, that's the I like that Webb kid a lot. That he, yeah. he's you know I'm glad to see that he's feeling better and, and getting better. Yeah. Um, but I, I, that's all I've seen. He he's a a monster on the mound, and I mean Georgia baseball is something to look forward to. Now I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly, and uh, that that's this weekend's rotation. Uh, but once Ryan Webb and Jonathan Cannon uh, get better, they will be ready to go next weekend against Gardner Webb. So, uh, and then Cannon should be back the next weekend against North Florida. So, uh, you've got a couple of uh, pitchers out with injuries: Michael Polt, Brandon Smith, and Logan Moody. Uh, they're expected to return. They're expected to bounce back. Uh, Smith is coming back from Tommy John, so he's back up to throwing 92 miles an hour. Uh, so he's almost ready to go. Um, you have a mid midweek starter in Liam Sullivan. That's that's a that's a guy that is is going to be a good reliever, probably in a spot starter for you if you get some injuries, uh, things like that. So uh, Nolan Crisp, a Florida Florida transfer, so he saw the light. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey." I made a mistake. I went to Florida, but I'm going to atone for that mistake. I'm going to transfer to Georgia. He is the closer, so hopefully he'll come in and throw in some gas. Uh, catcher, oh, yeah. uh, The catcher is going to be Fernando Gonzalez, um, and Shane Marshall will back him up. And Corey Collins will be the DH, um, but Wagner will also uh, get some ABs there. And you might see some situational stuff where, uh, where Jernigan gets some, some DH work so he can just – Get the ball and play, get on the base pass, and wreak havoc. So I'm excited about this Georgia exactly. team. I'm ex- I'm really excited about the starting lineup once we get everybody back, and so uh, I'm I'm excited by that. So this is going to be a fun, fun, fun season for Georgia baseball. They take on Evansville this weekend. If you have ESPN three, which you should, if you have ESPN plus or a cable network, uh, log in, check it out. I might I might tune in for a little bit uh, this weekend and check in. I'm probably not going to sit for the whole nine innings, but I'll, I'll I'll tune in, but that's just kind of how I consume baseball in general. So, yeah, 
Israel, some breaking news. We talked about this at the top of the show. Uh, they have just announced the G-Day plans. Yes. Uh, the, the date is set for April 17th. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at Sanford Stadium, obviously. Uh, so they will uh, – attendance will be limited to about 20 25%. Masks will be required to enter the stadium and for walking around on the concourses. Once fans are socially distanced inside, they may be removed. Tailgating will not be permitted on campus. Gates will open two hours before kickoff. Uh, tickets will be $10 a piece with all proceeds guaranteed – or donated, not guaranteed, will guaranteed to be donated to various charities, which will be announced at a later date. Kickoff time and television will be announced at a later date. I imagine it'll be an early afternoon ESPN game. Uh, for those wishing to purchase tickets, they will announce priority access will be giving to Hartman found Hartman fund donors uh, who were allocated tickets to the canceled Vanderbilt game this past season. Uh, Hartman fund donors who converted any amount of their remaining balance towards COVID-19 athletics fund, uh, all remaining 2020 or 2021 uh, Hartman fund donors, Georgia club priority points, UGA faculty and staff will receive communication from the ticket office for with the opportunity to request G-Day tickets. All remaining tickets, if available, will be on sale to the general public on Monday, March the 15th. And that's uh, the credit to that. All that information is from Anthony Dasher, your boy, Dash, my probably, man, probably drinking Dash. a Corona light and writing this story <laughs> uh, from UGASports.com. We had Dane Young on. We're going to do the dad pod here in the near future. So, Stay tuned to that. So yeah, G Day. Um, one of my one of my best G Day experiences ever was two thousand. Well, actually, I did it two years, two thousand five and two thousand six. Um, I was the I was the radio analyst uh, for the G Day game. Both of those years, uh, WUOG, the campus radio station. I was sports director uh, for that campus radio station. I had actually had a talk show there. And uh, we uh, we were asked or we were asked if we wanted the opportunity to broadcast the GDA game, and I said yes before they could finish the sentence. And so we we did that, and that was a lot of fun. I still have those games on on CD. I plan on converting those things digitally. <laughs> um, I might even release them on our channel if possible. That would be fun, um, just to give you a glimpse of of what I sounded like back in two thousand and six. So that was a that was a lot of fun. That was a fun experience. Is obviously before you got here, so I didn't get to commentate on you. Uh, but I did get to commentate on a lot of other things, so uh, that was a lot of fun. What was your like? Were you were you always on the team that ate uh, steak and lobster, or were you always on the team that ate beanie weenies? Man, we or never both. got any of that stuff. You never got it any was of that always, stuff. It was always a ploy, man. They, oh no! They would Don't say, tell me you know, that. The, the the winners would get this, and the losers would get that. We didn't get any of that. Um, but oh, you know, don't tell me that uh, springtime was always a fun time. Um, you know, it was great to compete. Um, the competition level right now is at an all-time high, especially with Kirby there now. So I don't expect anything less. I'm glad that they're hopefully and able to have, you know, G-Day um, with fans there. Because, I mean, it's always fun to see um, fans there. You know, when Kirby first got there, you know, the stadium was packed, you know, because they were excited, you know, about Georgia football. And now even more more so, you know, they're excited about Georgia football. So it's glad to see that they've, they've got a plan. I, lo- I love it that they have a plan. You know, they've already laid out their plan. And, you know, they're, they're just making sure that, you know, everything's taken care of. And that's a great job by the administration um, for, for coming up with that plan. So um, I'm excited. You know, I, I can't wait to, you know, see my boys uh, play and, and get ready for the season. 
Absolutely. And I'm, I'm glad that, and hopefully they can, hopefully that if COVID is under control enough, they can increase that. Uh, they can increase the attendance limit. And, and I don't know if that's a set in stone or not, or if they can maneuver those numbers at all. Um, they certainly will will maneuver them down if if they have to, but I'd like to mm-hmm. see them maneuver them up if if uh, as as kind of like a reward of hey, you've done a great job uh, curbing curbing this COVID thing, you know maybe we can experiment with some uh, greater capacity. So uh, yeah. that'll be fun. You know, UGA was one of the only schools that well one of the few schools that didn't have any cover related issues, and that just shows you how good of a job they did of making sure the players where they're supposed to be. And a great job by the players of being disciplined and, you know, not putting themselves in a situation to where COVID was an issue. So I, I think that combined with that effort and, you know, a plan has already been out that, you know, I think we can move forward. And like you said, hopefully get a couple more fans in there, you know, to make it uh, really special for not only the players, but also the fans, too, that missed out on going to some games this year. Absolutely. So um, I look forward to that. I look forward to seeing what the TV uh, deal is like if we it, what time it is if it's gonna be an early afternoon deal on ESPN so I'm excited about that last thing before we go uh, Carson Wentz got traded he's now he is now a cult uh, not I'm surprising. so glad he was a terrible teammate terrible yeah. teammate yeah. and you know and then here, here's the bad part you know playing with a guy like Jalen Hurts who worked, who was replaced at Alabama uh-huh. um, who was the 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 pinnacle of teammates you know. Yeah. Um, to go from what he did, how he handled his situation, um, to went to I want to be out if I don't if I'm not the starter. I mean, what does that say about you to a rookie? You know, who handled his situation a lot better than you did. So, exactly. um, I'm not an Eagles fan by any means, but that just kind of hurt my soul when I see a guy who you know who's supposed to be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL to come out and say that just, you know, that just yep. didn't sit well with me. And yeah, I, now he's the Colts' problems, and I'm pretty sure that the Eagles are are pretty happy that he's gone considering, you know, all the things that happened. And you got to understand, too, he was very mediocre when he came back. He didn't win the Super Bowl for them. Nick no. Foles did. Exactly. You know, so, Nick, Nick I Foles mean, finished the job. To come in and, you know, to say that, to you know, with a rookie sitting in that room and – I mean, it's it's just crazy. They're they're dealing with a lot over there anyway. With you know, with uh, Peterson leaving too. So, yeah. um, you know, Colts. You know, good good luck with that one. Yeah, it, the Philly, the the Phillies, uh, the the Eagles are a mess of an organization. Um, but you know, I hate to see Jalen Hurts be in that organization where the GM is in a pissing match with the with the head coach, and it's a it's a mess over there. But uh, so the deal is as follows: uh, the Colts get obviously Carson Wentz. Uh, the Eagles will get a 2021 third round pick and a conditional 2022 second round pick could turn into a first. So if Ooh. Carson Wentz's playing time is at or above 75% next season, the conditional second rounder will become a first rounder. So also Ooh, the second a, that's round. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, it also could become a first rounder if Wentz plays at least 70% and the Colts go to the playoffs. So, That's a very good deal, Dan. <laughs> very, very good deal with the Eagles. So uh, say what you want, uh, but they they hit a home run on this deal, and I think they got the better better guy. So um, Zach Ertz is on the block. I think they're going to get rid of him with Dallas Goddard being emerging as a uh, as a premier tight end in the league. They have no use for Ertz anymore. 
Um, so they, they're, they're probably going to ship him on out. Uh, some other quarterbacks that are ship, shipping out. Uh, Sam Darnold has got to be on the block somewhere um, with, uh, with the Jets picking second. Um, if I'm the Jets, or if you're the Jets, if you're the GM of the Jets, do you keep Sam Darnold and use that pick on something else? Or do you trade him and pick Justin Fields or Zach Wilson? I think I'm going to trade him. Um, you know, it's it's not his fault by any means of, of what's been going on with, with the New York Jets. Um, but I don't think he's the guy that's going to turn around their franchise. I think for them, they got to get a franchise quarterback. Um, I think they were thinking about um, Sam Darnold being that guy, but he just had produced, you know, that a way that, that he should have, in my opinion. You know, sometimes it's the people around you, and I understand that, but just his mechanics and everything and, you know, the way that he, uh, his leadership on the field just hadn't been there that I've seen, you know, just from, just from watching him play. So I think that I would trade and, you know, pick one of these young guys that, that are coming out and, you know, build my team around that guy and what he does well. And I think with the new uh, administration and coaches that they got over there right now with the Jets, I think that's their plan. At least I hope that's their plan. Yeah, I, I think that's – it'll be interesting to see kind of how this all shakes out. Uh, this is this whole quarterback market is far from over. Uh, so we'll, we'll see who ends up where. Uh, does Deshaun Watson get traded? We'll, we'll, we'll keep you abreast on that. So, Israel, that's going to do it for us here on this uh, snow day episode of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. We got a little baseball in, so that was great. That was some, some good insight there. Uh, we got a new sponsor, eBay. Visit them. Get your sneakers. Get some other things as well. Get a get a polo shirt for me when it hits the market, uh, and and uh, visit it. eBay was was a was a great site for me in the past. I look forward to to hopping back on and seeing what's on there. I'm not much of an online shopper anyway, uh, but when I do, I do like eBay. I do like missing eBay. I've always downloaded the eBay app, even though I rarely use it because I'm just not a shopper. So. Uh, for eBay, for Bet Online, we thank you for for sponsoring the show. If you want to sponsor the show, just just hit us up. Just let us know. Hey, Corey, Israel, we want to sponsor you, and uh, we want to give you millions and millions and millions of dollars to endorse our product. <laughs> right. So, if you want to do that, if you want to drop some coin on this show, let us know. Okay. So for Israel, I'm Corey. This is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We want to wish you a happy weekend. And if you are in a snow zone, stay safe. Enjoy the snow. Get some sledding in. Hopefully you have your power. Uh, Be safe out there. Obviously mask up and be safe with the COVID as well. Uh, So for Israel and Corey, this is the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast. We're out. Have a great weekend. Go Dogs. Go Dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.